0: It's Groundhog's Day, 2014. Sorry I don't have I Got You, babe. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it!
1: As we say in the radio business,
0: if you put that on the
1: radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears. Right about now.
0: Why, what a little... Electrochip inside some electronics, broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Mark, 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 Mark. Now, your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, Back to the Future comes to Broadway. We have our Lex Luthor and the new Doctor get some clothes to wear. It's episode 7.02, All Coming Together. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the TARD, you're in for something special enjoy the show good afternoon ladies and gentlemen mark campus here welcome to this week's episode of the targ i'm still having a little bit of trouble getting back into this targ groove as i said last week still trying to figure out when would be a good time to come down and record this you know kind of get a new routine set up and you know here it is saturday i thought oh I know it bright and early, I'll jump out of bed, I'll head down to the station, I'll borrow the production studio and I'll record it then, but then you know, I got up and I'm like, huh, look at that, I should get that laundry done, so I did the laundry, then when that was done I noticed it was a nice day out, you know, only minus 20, so I should go for a walk, get a little exercise, so I went for a walk. Then when I got home from my walk, it was lunchtime, so I had lunch. Then I lied down, had a nap on the couch, because I was feeling kind of sleepy after that very busy morning of walking and doing laundry. And then I woke up from my nap, and I just kind of enjoyed lying on the couch in the warmth and messing around on my smartphone. And then I figured, nope, that's it. I got to do it. So now here I am and I'm doing it. A considerable effort this has been, getting off that nice warm couch and back into the minus 22 weather. But here I am, so thank you for downloading this, all three of you, according to my web stats. But no, things are good. You know, as the week was going on, I was thinking, I'm not going to have anything to talk about. But then lots of stuff happened on Thursday and on Friday and I'm like, yes, stuff to talk about. The first thing to talk about They are turning one of my all-time favorite movies into a Broadway musical. Yes, Back to the Future is coming to Broadway. They made the announcement late on Thursday night. I'm like, oh my god, I love Back to the Future. This is going to be crazy. Legendary director Robert Zemeckis, who wrote and directed the trilogy, he is on board. He teamed up with his old writing partner, Bob Gale, and they are writing the all-new adaptation for the stage. I guess in musical circles, they call it the book, you know, the script without any songs in it. So Zemeckis and Gale, the two Bobs, they are writing the book. Alan Silvestri, who wrote the music... The score for the original movies, he is back on board. He's going to be writing the songs while he's writing the music. I forget the lyricist he's teaming up with, but he's teaming up with the lyricist, and it's going to be just amazing. And the plan is it's going to be opening on Broadway's, nope, not Broadway's, London's West End in 2015, just in time for the 30th anniversary of the film. This is going to be awesome. I mean, it's back to the future and music involved. All I'm saying is when it opens up, they have to have a gigantic musical number to start the show using Huey Lewis and the News' power of love and have a huge, fantastic skateboarding dance sequence to go along with it. That's what I'm picturing. Of course, I'm also picturing Spider-Man turn off the dark disasters, you know, when the flying DeLorean flies out over the crowd and then snaps free from its cables and crushes the audience and... to be a fly on the wall for that disaster. Back to the Future, the Broadway musical. If I don't go see it in Broadway, I'll at least be picking up the cast album to see what kind of songs they're gonna write for this movie. Like I was chatting with one of my coworkers on Friday. They have to do one mute. This was his idea, not mine. I got. I totally got to give props to him. This was hilarious. As we all know, when Doc Brown first demonstrates the DeLorean to Marty, he says the line, "When this thing hits 88 miles an hour, you're gonna see some serious shit." So, they have to have a song called Serious Shit. I'll let you digest that. Isn't that awesome? Yes. It's stuff like that that's going to make a Back to the Future musical awesome. So, again, it's just ah. <laughs> All kinds of goosebumps and chills. Uh, but I'm about rambled out on that subject, so let's get to some music, shall we? Here we have one of the nominees for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Off of the soundtrack for Despicable Me 2, here's Pharrell Williams with Happy on U62 The Dark. It
1: might seem crazy what I'm about to say.
0: Pharrell Williams on u 62 The Targ. Mark Kapp is still here with you. We also had some developments on the Batman vs. Superman front this past week. For those just joining us... Man of Steel, the gritty reboot of Superman that we got this past summer, is getting a sequel. The sequel tentatively titled Batman vs. Superman. And of course, the whole internet lost its collective shit when it was announced that Ben Affleck was going to be playing Batman. You know, I'm one of those guys, I'm thinking, you know what, Ben Affleck, I think he could pull that off. Let's give the boy a chance. And then after that, there's people who are stunned. Uh, We had uh, Israeli supermodel Gal Gadot. She is also joining the cast. She is going to be playing Princess Diana slash Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman's in the film. Now, when I heard that announcement... That made me a little nervous because instead of getting a true Superman sequel, now it looks like they're trying to cram as many heroes in there as they can so that way they can kind of lead up to the Justice League. And instead of uh, a true Superman sequel, it's going to be Justice League Rises or something like that. No, I. In my own perfect world, we would get our Man of Steel sequel, Wonder Woman would get her own movie, and then it would all build up towards Justice League, you know, like they did with all the Marvel films all leading up to the Avengers, but that's just me. And then after that, the big announcement that came this week, two, two big additions to the cast. Edition number one, legendary British actor Jeremy Irons is going to be playing alfred of course jeremy irons uh for the mainstream blockbuster audiences probably still best remembered as the bad guy in die hard with a vengeance and of course to the disney geeks the voice of scar in the lion king i think jeremy irons would make a great choice for alfred because you know i have seen him in a few comedic roles he can get that dry wit that alfred has or if they want to go with the new revised alfred where he's like retired james bond and kind of Batman's drill sergeant, they can go that way with him too. So Jeremy Irons, very good for that. But this is the new bit of casting where the internet is losing its collective shit. Jesse Eisenberg will be playing Lex Luthor. Of course, I texted a few friends about this on Friday, and of course, their instant reaction who's Jesse Eisenberg? Well, remember the Facebook movie from a few years ago, The Social Network? He played Mark Zuckerberg and was Oscar nominated for it. He's the guy that people always confuse with Michael Sarah. That is Jesse Eisenberg. I'm just. Urgh. I'm having trouble picturing that because my ideal Lex Luthor, I always look to the uh, 1996 Superman cartoon. And that Lex Luthor, you know, he was a. He. What? Let me gather my thoughts here. He at least looked physically to be a match for Superman. Of course, Superman, he has a super strength and everything, but in physical builds, you know. It looks like if Lex Luthor and Superman were on even footing, Luther could take Superman. I really like that. But Jesse Eisenberg, he's just kind of scrawny. He looks like a kid. You know, another friend I texted, he was like, Jesse Eisenberg, isn't he too young? But no, apparently, according to the internet, uh, he and Henry Cavill, Superman, they are exactly the same age. So I guess the too young is out the window there. So Jesse Eisenberg, I don't know where we're going with this i'll let you know a little secret do you know who i always wanted to see as lex luther john ham the star of mad men a few years ago they did a funnier dive die video where he played lex Luthor, asking the u.s government for a corporate bailout for lex corps not only was that hilarious i was just watching it and i'm like oh my god he's nailing lex Luthor." so that would have been my personal choice but jesse eisenberg Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But still, you know, sucker that I am. I'll be there opening day, May 2016, to see how it all comes together. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62,
2: The Tar. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Don't let them see Be the good girl you always had to be Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know the one's control
0: gentlemen place your bets that's the sure bet this year that's what's gonna win best original song at the oscars this year from the disney animated epic frozen that is let it go the pop version performed by disney kid demi lovato here on u62 the targ yeah, it's just one of those things. Frozen, as I was talking about last week, Frozen, I felt it was good, but not great. But darn it, the songs are so catchy. You know, I was, again, chatting with another co-worker. Uh, he thought that the songs were done by the Disney legend Alan Menken, who did all of the songs for all the movies in the 90s. Uh, but no, the songs for Frozen were done by Robert Lopez. You know, he teamed up with the South Park guys to do the songs for Book of Mormon. And uh, he was also one of the songwriters for Avenue Q. He did the songs for Frozen and they are catchy as hell. I'm going to be getting that soundtrack before too long. But before I wrap up this week's show, there is just one last little bit of nerd news I got to share, and that is Doctor Who. Earlier in the week, they finally unveiled what the 12th Doctor's costume is going to be. What Peter Capaldi shall be wearing when he saves the universe as the Doctor. And you know what? It's okay. You know, I wasn't completely blown away. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the doctor, he just wears some variation on a suit. Nothing overly flamboyant. Well, some of them got overly flamboyant. Remember the 12 foot long scarf on that one. But this, it's very subdued. Lots of people are likening it to a Vegas magician because his jacket's open a little bit and we see the bright red lining inside. But yeah, it's just a simple dark suit. And you know what? I like it. I, I still don't know what to think of Peter Capaldi as the doctor because we haven't seen him in action yet. Aside from declaring that he doesn't like the color of his new kidneys and an intense stare in the uh, 50th anniversary special, we really have no idea how this doctor's going to function yet. So the new costume we're seeing and everything is nice, but... I really have no idea what to think until the new episodes start up this fall. So, yeah, you can see the costume, make your own judgments. I'm trying not to get too excited about just, you know, a guy in a suit. I've got to see the finished product to see how this is all going to come together. Like Batman versus Superman. How's this all going to come together? I don't know. I'll be there on opening day just to see that. (sighs) Ah, well, there you go. I think I'm about rambled out now, about another half hour to put this all together and mix it down, and then I'll be back at home on my nice, warm couch. I got the smart TV with a built-in Netflix app, so I finally signed up for Netflix. Yeah, something tells me it's going to be very hard leaving the house between Netflix and my Blu-rays and internet access. Yeah, I should just figure out how to marry my couch. I'm Mark Capas, This has been The Tar Guy. We'll see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.